All right, episode five. This one is going to be primarily a long-form interview I did recently with a gentleman, uh, Casey Hildebrandt. Now, if you look at the recent U.S. National short track results, you'll see the first four, Christopher Blevins being the the medal winner, uh, Colorado, 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 and then Wisconsin. Like, wait a minute. That's odd. Usually it's Colorado, California, Utah, places with some hills. And uh, the name, Casey Hildebrand, I thought, huh, that, that looks familiar. So I looked up some of the results from the uh, Wisconsin Off-Road Series, the cross-country uh, race series that Trek took over a few years ago. I believe it's one of the longest-running, if not the longest-running, continuous cross-country series in the United States. 25 years or something, maybe even more. Uh, sure enough, he won, uh, got second and fourth, I believe, this year already. So he's always at the top, and that's why the name stood out, because I'm when I, I always check the pro elite races, and that name stands out. Uh, so we talk about that type of thing. Um, he's also really into cyclocross and actually went to Europe last year and stayed over there for a few weeks and had some pretty good uh, comments about living over there and racing over there. And he's very, uh, very successful at the what we call the, here in the Midwest the Big Three, the uh, Orta Shore race, which actually just ended, uh, I believe that was Sunday, just a few days ago, two days ago, Saturday. That was Saturday. And I looked up and he got sixth place, uh, a couple even better than last year. And there's, I don't know, two or 3,000 people in that race and Shawamagon and Iceman being the third and he's done he's at the very tippy top of all those he was Shawamagon he was seventh in 2021 and 23rd last year and 14th at Iceman and he talks about that those are the big deal races around here those are you know longer 40-ish 30-ish races mile races uh very well attended and he's at the pointy end of them every year. Um, and I didn't even really notice. So that's kind of cool. Uh, we talk a little bit about his bike. Because I thought it was kind of neat that it wasn't bone stock. He, a lot of components on it were were customized. He talks about his bike shop sponsor um, up there in Wisconsin. Um, it's just cool. So hope you enjoy it. Maybe learn a couple things. If not, I just thought I'd give a shout out to uh, a, what I like to call a working racer, somebody who has a full-time job and still manages to train and squeeze in, get into these races all over the place. It's not cheap. It's not easy. Uh, you do it for the love of it. And this guy is certainly being successful at that. And I wish him the best of luck the rest of the year at these other two big races coming up. And here we go. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate you taking the time. And here we go. Go. How you doing, Casey? Good. How you doing? What are you doing home at one thirty on a Wednesday? I'm a high school teacher, so I pretty much have summers off, more or less. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did see that. Uh, but uh, let's get going right away. Thanks for uh, joining me today. I got some. Fairly interesting questions I'd like to to find out. For people who don't know Casey, the reason I picked him 
me being from Illinois and he being uh, from Wisconsin up, looks like a little north of Green Bay, I think. Yeah, central Wisconsin. Yeah. I forget. So to me, Wisconsin stops at Green Bay because that's as far up as I've been pretty much. Um, but here's the four. Here's the reasons why. First, I do a lot of the Wisconsin off-road series, at least the ones I can get to within a couple hours. And you're always at the top of the uh, pro elite class. In fact, looking at my little list here, you got a fourth, a second, and you actually won. Which one was that? Uh, the Aura Trail Fest. Yeah. Those are the three I actually didn't go to. Those must be up closer towards you. Is that why you hit those and not the others? Yeah, I try to do the early season ones. Um, just because, yeah, we don't have – the trails open up late. You know, I guess like May usually they open up by me. So if I can get on – usually the first race is the first or second time I've been on trails all year. So I try to get to the first couple, get some racing in, and then – um yeah summer there's a lot more options of events to do so i usually start the season um i usually just sign up for the series and then do as many as i can or what fits the schedule and stuff and then from there um yeah if you have a mechanical or like this year i went to nationals i had to miss a couple races and stuff so i probably won't do the overall but yeah the first ones are a little bit closer to home and nice to get some racing in right away to start yeah i totally forgot about the uh fact that up in may even for me in illinois here i really don't get going till like may or june just because i can't ride outside a whole lot so you're even farther up north i didn't even i didn't even factor that in that makes sense actually um you're also seem to be quite a cross racer i mean i'm impressed i follow cross in the winter just because there's nothing else to do um so you've had some great results. I wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit later. And when I was cruising down the list of the short track for the U.S. Nationals, it's Colorado, 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 Wisconsin. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute here. That's an unusual. Uh, and then it goes to Virginia, Arizona, Pennsylvania. So that's pretty darn cool to end up fifth place at the U.S. Nationals uh, from Wisconsin. I think. To me, I think that's really impressive. What what was your journey to the Nationals like? What did you have to do? I'm not familiar with the process to get into the Nationals. Do you have to do anything in particular, certain points? Um, I don't think so anymore. I, I thought you used to have to qualify, or maybe that's just cyclocross. You have to have a certain uh, pro CX ranking. But I think as long as you have a UCI license, you pretty much more or less can, uh, can get in. Uh, this year, it was a conflict race date with, um crusher and the tusher which is part of that lifetime series so right. it was a little bit smaller field but yeah obviously you know former world champion blevins was there amos was there so uh, it was still yeah. a very very stacked field Amos um, Riley, yeah i mean those i i i mean most of, a lot of them below 10th 11th i'm not quite familiar with because i don't you know they're from other parts of the country but i i don't care who was there that's to me i mean short track isn't looks crazy enough i haven't done one in years and years and years um so why do you think you nailed it that day i mean you just felt are you good at short track it's like a cross-ish type effort right yeah so i started racing mountain bikes as a growing up that was my first entry to racing was mountain bikes so i i love mountain bikes that's why i love the war series i grew up racing that it's nice to do that stuff because it's uh, you know it's close to home but 
yeah, cyclocross is my is my true love. Um, and short track is much more similar to that. Yeah. Um, I love the technical, rocky, uh, high speed single track stuff that XC Racing has. Um, but the format isn't my favorite. Um, so short track is definitely something I love. I did a lot of it in collegiate. I've done you know the pro XCT stuff growing up, and yeah, short track is super fun. I like it. Um, but Sunday at nationals was pretty crazy. There was pretty severe weather, lightning delays, uh, massive storms. And so it was, uh, we were supposed to race at like three 30 or four, maybe. And we actually didn't even know if we were going to race until about five 30, they made an announcement that we were going to race at seven. Um, they changed the course, they changed the, the race duration, they changed. Yeah. Everything. Um, so they said at, and I was, I was so hungry. I mean, it was like, you know, I planned on racing at four and I'm, it's like five fifteen, and I'm so hungry. I actually went and got a, a pizza at the restaurant yes. in the, <laughs> at the hotel or at the, uh, event venue. And I had like half the pizza and as I'm eating it, they text, we were on this text update chain basically. And they texted us and said, um, course open at six juniors at six twenty, pro women at six forty, pro men at seven. So I'm sitting there eating this last piece of pizza here and I'm like, huh, all right, we're, we're going to go in, you know, an hour and a half. Um, so I, I quick went down to the car. It's pouring rain. It's been pouring rain for about oh, man. four or five hours at this point. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I chose not to pre-ride the course just because it was different and it was so muddy. I mean, they had, to, there was erosion on the start climb. They had to move the start climb. It was, it was pretty crazy. So, I just went into it um, with a good mindset of I do pretty well with adversity. I, I don't know why. I just uh, I'm good at just letting things go and going into it. So, yeah, I, I just had a good start and uh, moved up every lap and ended up fifth. And uh, it was good conditions for me. I like the mud. I like the rain. Um, and it was it was still a lot of climbing. It was basically up the ski hill for two minutes and down the ski hill chicanes down for a minute and then he just did that over and over over and over and over um, again did you actually you probably didn't have time or you, did you bring extra tires did you swap any equipment at all just run no. what you had yeah so actually i i wrote up my full suspension on saturday um i had borrowed my hardtail to uh one of the development team kids that broke his frame about a month earlier um and he brought that bike back for me to take back from national. So I actually rode the hardtail for short track, which I'm not sure it made much of a difference, but it felt a tad lighter and it was, uh, you know, nice going up that ski hill on a hardtail. It's funny you mentioned mud. I, there's a local race here in Chicago, the Payless trails, which are the most famous Chicago trails. And I didn't go last year because it was, it just poured rain. And I actually just got lazy and stayed in bed that day, but I went Sunday and it was a mudder again. And when I got home, I, my bike was trashed, of course. So I weighed it. I was, was really curious how much it felt like a tank, how much actual weight gets added. So I threw it on a scale. It was uh, 28 pounds, cleaned it all, that weighed it exactly, it was 24 pounds. So four, a little over four pounds of mud. That makes a huge difference. I mean, just it felt like a tank with that four pounds. So hardtail probably wasn't a bad idea. Did anybody else, did you notice anybody else switch bikes and run hardtails? Um, it's hard to say. I know. Yeah. I think a couple people did, but I know like Blevins, he was actually in the same hotel as us. Um, so we were talking to him and he, he rode the traditional Epic on Saturday with like the hundred mil. 
yeah. then on Sunday for short track, he rode that new World Cup, which I think is is it sixty or seventy 80. mil? That's actually 80. up to like eighty uh seventy five, I think. Okay. Yeah, but so still, he rode it's... that and yeah. And I know Saturday night they had said like his mechanics so didn't even have his bike together yet and he hadn't ridden it. So I think everyone was just kinda like that whole day was pretty wild and Yeah, it um, sounds like it. Did you have to tweak your bike after getting it back? I'm assuming it was all out of whack. Somebody else <laughs> was riding was... it. A day was so busy. I honestly got on it. Um, so I always put black electrical tape for my seat post and I have all the measurements in my phone written down. Um, but he had moved it up a touch, the junior rider that was using it. Um, and I got on it. I was like, oh, I don't know. It feels pretty good. So I left it and ran it. And uh, yeah. yeah. So I think we can conclude a pizza might actually be the, the secret power food. And B, <laughs> run your seat a little higher. <laughs> I actually yeah, had a, a funny couple. pizza pizza incident myself 1991 very first second mountain bike race was traverse city norba nationals okay i had no idea what i was doing i'd only just got a bike and i go right to the norba nationals which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do and i was sitting in a little cafe chowing down a pizza about i had no idea what i was doing about it i don't know an hour or two before the race and some dude dressed with the team yeti i don't know who he was uh, comes by and looks at me and goes, oh, man, that's that's a real good move, eating a whole bunch of pizza right before a race. I thought he was serious. You know, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's cool. So uh didn't do me any good. I, I still sucked that day either way, but uh, it's interesting. M- maybe those type of events where things don't go as planned, like you said, mentally, that might actually be better for some people because you know, you're out of your routine just a little bit, and you, you get to just go, ah, who cares? I'll just wing it. Yeah, I like I like those days um, when it's the same for everyone. You know, everyone was in the same boat that day. It wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't like I missed a flight or anything like that. And I got there late. It was just everyone had the same conditions, the same setbacks, the delays. Um, yeah, so I always do my best to make the most of those opportunities. And when other people get stressed out and freak out, I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> man. Everyone's got to deal with it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, out let's there. go for it. Um, all right, I'm gonna move on here. I'm curious about. Now I know that your cross is your your true love. And you went to Europe. Was that last year? Well, like, I mean, the last Yeah, this season? past season. Yep. You you didn't do that bad. I mean, I don't know what your expectations were. To me, I would be scared shitless, pardon my French, to go over there if you'd never been. It looks brutal over there, you know, in all the ages, in all the categories. What was that like? Was that fun? I mean, is that something you do again? Yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was, uh, I had never made the trip as a junior at U23. So, hmm. um, I'd stopped, I started teaching, graduated college in 2017, stopped racing and started teaching. And I was, you know, I was like, ah, I think I'm done racing. Um, and then in 2020, I had planned to like, you know what, I really miss this. I want to make a comeback here and see how good I can be. Well, obviously the pandemic set all that back. And right. so I got back into it in 21 and did all the USCX stuff. And, um, but I had a, some bad luck with mechanicals and just a tough year. So this past season, I was pretty much top 10 every UCI race in the U.S. And top 10 at nationals, had a UCI podium. And I was like, I'm going to go to Europe this year and, you know, do it while I can. Yeah, um, yeah it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. It was uh, really difficult. I got a cold on the flight. I got sick. So like my first two or three days there were brutal. Um the first race was uh, the Super Prestige at Zolder, the old F1 track. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember getting there and I was like just in awe of like 
the terrain and the course. And honestly, it was so fun that I think I pre-rode way too many laps, but it, the course was so cool that I just burned lap after lap after lap warming up or just like pre-riding. Um, but actually with like a couple laps to go, I had one of the famous drops, the sand drops right to the finish line. Um, I just caught a rut wrong and I was just so on the limit that I rode like offline and took a three inch wood fence post straight to the ribs. Uh And, uh, I think I actually definitely bruised there, maybe cracked some ribs. Um, so the rest of the trip, I had a super hard time breathing. I was coughing all the time. I I was in so much pain. I almost, I remember I was in the UK and the last, my last two races, I went to England and I almost like cried after the race. I was in so much pain. It, It didn't bother me in the races too much, but like as soon as the race would get done, it was so painful. Um, I could barely take my skin suit on and off. And so, I mean, I was, it was really good. I learned a lot. It was super fun. Um, but getting sick and then crashing in the first race and it was probably like the worst case scenario of you go over there and you're racing the best people in the world. Do you want to be on your A game? And I was probably at like a, a C minus <laughs> best, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'm injured, I'm sick. Uh, you know, it was, it was, a. Uh, yeah, it was fun, but it was kind of disappointing. So I plan to go back this year for two weeks again in winter in December and uh, hopefully not get sick and hopefully stay injury free. Yeah. I, I love I started about five years ago watching those cross races and then you get to learn the names of the people because a lot of them, most of them, very few, if any, actually do cross country. So it's a kind of a whole new group of people. But man, I mean, I I. I enjoy those almost more than watching cross country races because they're short. They're quick. I mean, these, uh, I, I don't know. Those, those fence postings, a couple people I've seen slam into those. <laughs> you think they'd use something like a, a little softer, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe like PVC or something. I don't know. But I guess that's yeah. part of the whole challenge of it over there is just adapting. Yeah, it's different. You know, in the U.S., they use those little step-in plastic stakes that you can, they'll just snap if you hit them. And yeah, these, these don't move. So it's, uh, I, yeah. that race looked incredible. Those sand drop. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody could do that. It's, it's speed, especially. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I mean, the, the amount of elevation change, I had never seen so much in a cross race, just super punchy up and down these little ledges, basically uh, up into this forest. And then you have all the the grandstands and the the curbs for the auto racing and right. the GP Moto GP stuff and yeah it was it was super cool it was my favorite venue um, there's a couple courses that were even more fun but that venue was like just unreal um, is it like like they talk about you know where there's looks like thousands of people just everywhere yeah. it just yeah. looks like mayhem which is so cool you just don't see it that is. obviously here not to that level. Yeah, it's a different ball game there. I mean, they're all paying to get in, you know, and all uh, their start money for people, and it's it's a different. Yeah, it's it's more of a spectator sport, not a participant yeah. sport over there. Um, the amateurs do like separate races at different tracks on different days, and there's no amateur racing the day of these races. It's just all elite juniors, U twenty threes, and pros. Um, uh, who did you go with? I mean, you couldn't, you didn't just fly by yourself, did you? I hope. Yeah, I flew over there by myself, but I met up um, with uh, Caleb Swartz, who's from Wisconsin, oh, yeah. lives oh, in yeah. Missoula. So Caleb and I are roommates, and there was a couple juniors, two junior riders, one from British Columbia, who is a U.S. citizen, and then uh, 
one junior from Quebec, uh, mm. who was uh, on the Canadian team. And then we stayed with um, a Belgian who owns a bike shop and it's a house connected to this bike shop. Um, so he was like the main mechanic there. And, um, and we had a couple mechanics from Quebec as well. So there was about eight of us, I think in the house. And so we all traveled together, trained together. Um, you know, it was, it was a really nice setup to have, um, locals from like Belgium and Europe there, but then also have a couple Americans and then have, um, some Canadians. Um, we were really close to the French border where we stayed. So having mm. the, 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 uh, Canadians that spoke French was nice cause they could order, order stuff from bakeries <laughs> and not everyone speaks English. Um, but you kind of feel like a fool going over there only knowing one language. I mean, I felt like at least 75% of the people there were bi or trilingual. Um, yeah. Seems was to be that way. Really cool cultural experience, really good race experience. Um, yeah, kind of a trip of a lifetime. It was, it was really cool, but I do plan to go back this year um, for two weeks again. What type of a wallet drain must that be? I mean, it seems like that would cost, you know, forget the airfare. That's one thing, but just everything else. Yeah, it's it's actually, I think, cheaper. Um, I did, I think I did seven races in 14 days, um, but I was there for three weeks. So I flew in a little early, stayed a little bit later. Um but yeah, it's actually probably more effective because you're splitting housing with, you know, seven or eight people, you're True. splitting gas and all of that. You don't have to pay to race there. Um, like they want, it's, you know, we're, we're pros over there, so we don't pay, you don't sign up. I mean, you, you sign up and you get into the races, um, but you're not paying 50 to $70 to really? race each race like you are here in the U S. Oh, no, that's um, interesting. I, I didn't even realize that. Huh? I would have guessed everybody had to pay up, you know, and they hit the other countries even harder. I don't know why I assume that. No, <laughs> that yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Um, but no, it was. I think it's probably more cost efficient to go there than race in the U.S. Yeah, because the U.S. is so is so large geographically that, you know, like this year I'm looking at I'll I'll be flying to Virginia, then to New York, and then to Maryland three weekends in a row. Um, in Belgium, those guys and girls, those women are, they're barely flying. They're driving to most races, yeah, you know, yeah. The, yeah, I guess the way to compare it is Belgium is the size of Wisconsin. So you have, you know, I don't know, 30 of the world's best races in a two or three hour range drive range. And in the yeah. U S you're basically flying or driving, you know, every weekend or driving, yeah. Eight to 10 to 12 hours. And yeah, which is, yeah, it's, that's a drain having to drive. I hate, you know, I can handle a couple hours and then race to get to Wisconsin. For me, it's two, two and a half hours, like to Madison. But I got to leave at like seven in the morning. I'm already tired by the time I get there. Never pre-ride the course. So at least you get to, you know, I watched some Carrie Werner videos and I don't know if he was there. Did he go there this past season? I don't know. But he I always, not, first no. thing I noticed where he's staying is it looks like somebody's house perfectly made for bike racers it's not like yeah. just somebody's house like a you know just go find out somewhere to stay now this looks like purpose built for cyclocross racers yeah he usually stays at the chainstay which um yeah i, th I can't think the guy's name is greg i can't remember um i looked into staying there but then uh basically the guys from canada that were my mechanics in europe i also they were my mechanics in the u.s so um, they had their own kind of program set up in Europe and it was, it's more or less the same thing. Uh, but yeah, if you go there, you definitely want to go with people that are familiar and have yeah. the experience and have the connections of, 
you know, of, of parking and signing up for races and getting into races. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a lot of a lot of infrastructure to have lined up. So I was thankful for Matisse and Denis and Julian to help with everything. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need a crew over there. It looks like I can't imagine anybody just show up with a bike. Do you have to bring a couple bikes over on the plane? Just bring one? No, yeah, I always take two bikes. Even when I race in the U.S., I fly with two bikes. I have a double bike case. Um, Yeah, extra wheel sets, chains, brake pads, yeah, everything. Uh, Well, that's awesome. I I, I look forward to uh, following you this this fall. Um, Any chance you'd ever... Is there any way you'd race a cross country, like a World Cup over there? Um, I don't know if I would in Europe. Uh, I've looked at possibly doing uh, the U.S. World Cup or possibly a Marathon World Cup because next year mm. Marathon Worlds is in uh, Snowshoe. Um, so I've been looking into that a little bit. Um, Did you race Snowshoe last couple years? Did you go there? No, I, I have not done a, a mountain bike World Cup. So I, um, I don't know. I'm... I like cross country racing, but I don't know if I like it that much to do yeah, it at exactly. that level. It's yeah. Um, I would love to do a short track world cup, but that's kind of, uh, yeah, pretty uncommon. I think to just do short track. Yeah. Um, I went to the, but, the snowshoe in when was that 2019? I just loaded the family up. Cause I thought this could be my only chance. I didn't know they would have it more than one year, but this could be yeah. my only chance for a decade. So I hauled the, got the minivan loaded and we drove out there. And uh, to stand, you know, right on the track and watch these people go by, it's kind of shocking. You know, it's kind of like watching a Packers game in person versus on TV. It's just so much cooler to see how fast everybody's really going. Uh, yeah. I, I, it was amazing to me to watch all these, the women and the men were just incredibly flying through that place. So it looked as intimidating. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know, if I... Uh, I I don't blame you. I guess that that's a big commitment. You'd probably have to, you know, you want to train properly before that. And how much training do you do? That's one of my questions. I'm curious. Is somebody got a full time job mo- most of the year? What do you do? Do you have a coach and you do all that stuff, or you just do it yourself? Yeah, I worked with Chris McGovern. Um, it's a pretty, I would say, nationally or world renowned coach. He's uh was the u.s national team cyclocross coach um coaches like sarah sturm carrie werner um, mm. you know a lot of yeah some junior uh world's athletes and stuff um so working with chris is really good he has done really well we have a good relationship of um especially during the school year when i'm teaching um the fall is okay because i'm racing so much um so the volume's lower but this spring i would say is usually about 15 hours a week um and then once I get, once it gets nice out and I can ride outside more, it gets a little bit more, um, maybe pushing up towards 20, but I usually try to run year round. I work with, um, a company called ever athlete for strength training. So I lift, um, mm. usually lift year round. I had a little injury this, this spring. So I stopped running and lifting for a while, but yeah, within the last month I started lifting and running again and trying to get some strength back and, um, stay ready for, for cross, which is coming up. When, when is the first cross race this year? For you yeah um i'll do the first wisconsin series race in on lake michigan in manitowoc um that is september 9th and then yeah it's six weeks in a row of uci stuff oh, that's gonna be uh, working cool. to yeah working to get a spot on that that uh world cup in waterloo in wisconsin yeah i i've, I've been you know they've 
they have the uh, huge ass, the fat bike races there. They have the wars race there. So I, I love going to the Trek factory races, but I'd never been to that cross race and it looks, it looks really cool. So I may actually drive up there this year just to watch. Um, yeah, it's a, I'm, it's a good one. I'm curious about the two biggest Midwest races for Schwamagon and Iceman. I mean, do you, you did those the last few years. I mean, is that always want to do type of races or you just, if you got nothing else going on, because you don't yeah. have to plan ahead. Yep. Um, yeah. So Schwamigan, Iceman, and then actually Order Shore is the the first one of the three. We call them oh, like yeah. the Midwest Triple right. Crown. So Order Shore is actually this weekend. That's probably my favorite one. Schwamigan is super fun just because it's in the, you know, September, it's late September, it's fall. It's beautiful. Really, up there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's great up there. Um, last year was the first year as part of the lifetime series. So I think I was like 25th last year, maybe. Um, Actually, and then, you were precisely 23rd. 23rd. Okay. You, even better. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Cause I downloaded the list of people, the top, you know, the names I was shocked to see the big names that were at Shawamagon last year. Uh, I mean, it's basically the best of the best currently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I won't name them all, but everybody. I was kind of surprised Keegan Swenson was was fourth, and he seems yeah. to be winning absolutely everything at the moment. So, uh, yeah, there were some crashers last year at the finish, just before the finish. A couple ah, people had crashed. That's right. And, yeah. But so, yeah, it was it was a good race last year. I felt like I had a I felt like I had a not uh, pretty poor race for my standards just because the start was so hard. Um, everyone was lined up like almost twenty minutes before the start, which I did not expect. And uh, you know, I I was t- yeah, I was top ten the year before, so I thought maybe they'd do some call ups or something. But there was no call ups. So it was first come first serve. So I started last row of i don't know maybe like eight rows or you know 50 plus people in the pro field wow and we just started straight on berkey trail so it was basically just tall grass up and down and i missed the lead group just i just couldn't move up fast enough and i don't know honestly i burned so much energy to try to move up to the top 20 anyways yeah right Um, but actually maybe that worked out in my favor i think i could have had a better result if i was in the lead group um but I was actually in the second group from from the start. And what ended up happening is people just blew off of our group one by one. And then people blew off the lead group one by one. And so halfway through the race, it was it was me, Dylan Johnson, Tobin Ortenblad, Lance Haydet, Keel Reinen, and maybe one other guy. And, you know, those are some pretty big names. You got World yeah, Tour Riders, yeah. National Champs. Um, yeah. So it was a really good group. Uh, I dropped a bottle, though. And I was like out of water and I was just dying, man. And so we hit fire tower and I was just ejected off the back. Um, and so I limped in for, yeah, 23rd or whatever that was, but I was disappointed, I, I, but I think that was awesome. I mean, I was, you know, when you start scrolling down and looking for your name, I had no idea, you know, if, if you'd even done, I figured you did. It's right in your practically in your backyard, relatively speaking. So I actually did that. I always wanted to do it. I did it. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. It was the year Greg LeMond did it with his son. That's all I remember. 25th anniversary, maybe? It was some anniversary. And I just wanted to skip near three hours was my goal. And I remember I hit like three hours and five minutes. And I thought I felt like I won the thing, you know? I didn't think, I had no idea. But I've not been back. And I really, really want to do it again uh, 
because I don't know, it just was the most beautiful uh, scenario, which let's go to Iceman. I did that once too. It was seven, eight years ago. It was the worst weather they said they'd had. And it was like 28 degrees and raining and sleeting. I had a horrible time. It took me five hours. I kept stopping at the food food sheds to, to eat and hang out. I didn't even want to finish. It was that bad. But you, you seem to have a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, day up there. I mean, there's three thousand. I'll read the note. Three thousand five hundred ninety-two racers, and you were fourteenth. Yeah. I mean, when you think of it, and that those that's insane. Does that really say an hour and thirty-three? That can't be right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah, it's only twenty-eight miles, point to point. Um, Still. I love ice. Yeah, I love Iceman. I, I, similar to last to Schwamigan last year, I felt like it was a uh, not a great race for me. I woke up really like I felt like I didn't get any sleep. I was just not having it, and I got dropped like five miles in, and I was like, I had almost won the year before. I yeah. was off the front solo for like fifteen k, and I got caught within the last two miles. Um, and so like I had pretty big expectations and. I felt like crap and I got dropped so early and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is, this is embarrassing, but I worked my butt off and I caught back up to the leaders about halfway through. And, and then, uh, yeah, the fireworks went down the last like five miles and I just, yeah, basically held on as long as I could with how I felt. And, um, yeah, I was 14th, but that race is, is so fun. And I love it because it's, it's in November. It's, chilly yeah. you know the weather could be snowing or it could be like last year it was like 50 but it felt you know perfect um it's so fast it's tactical it's you always feel like you can win you know you could be off the back or you could yeah. be off the front and you feel like you still have a chance to win just because there's group dynamics and everyone is so strong um you know you have olympians you have you yeah, have everyone there the best no yeah i I, I like I said nothing nothing to be ashamed of fourteen. I think that's killer. Um, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's not like it was twenty years ago where it'd be kind of Midwest only people. You get an occasional pro, like national pro, would show up or two as a novelty. But no, it's just like now the last couple of years, everybody's everybody seems to want to do that uh, that race. So I actually put my name in. I I wasn't going to do it. And then I got, you know, I get all excited when the race is starting. I go, man, I wish I would have signed up. So I, I'm on the wait list, but I got like 400 people left sure. to a bailout. Yeah, that one, that one is super fun. I would say out of the three, I think, so it's interesting, you know, Order Shore is August, which is this weekend. I'm heading up to Marquette in a couple of days and it's 48 miles. And then Schwamigan is September and it's 40. And then Iceman is November and it's 28. So they get shorter as you go, but they're all point to point. They're all like, you know, thousands of people doing these. Thousands, yeah. Um, and so Order Shore is is like is my favorite, but it's such a tough distance. You know, forty eight miles. It's it's fast, it's but it, yeah. Um, and I'm actually gonna skip Schwam again this year to go to the first UCI Cross Race in mm. Virginia. Um, kind of a tough call, but I really want to make that World Cup team, so I have to play the game yeah. of points and you know yeah. do that. Um, play the and, game. And then I plan to go to Iceman again. So between Order Shore and Iceman, I think I'll get my fix of of the good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. The, the people out who live out west and in in the southwest, I don't you know, I don't know. They don't have any idea what it's like for us people up here. We can't ride in November 
December usually. It's just very, you know, it's very limited. What what do you do? Have you done any of the huge ass, any of the fat bike stuff? I I, I they don't um, have the results, so I couldn't look and see. I've never done one of those races, but uh, I'll I'll dabble in fat biking here or there. Um last year was tough, you know, I didn't get back from Europe until like early, I think like January 10th maybe. I was mm. there for like 3 weeks and so by the time I took my off season, I was already in February. Um, but I did the the U.S. Fat Bike Open in Green Bay. Um, so that's like a pretty big, yeah, uh, yeah, big race. So, yeah, I won that one. That was nice. Um, so I usually I try to do like a fat bike race a year. Just it's tough when you race all all fall and travel yeah. so much. It's oh yeah, for sure. Tough to pick and choose, but yeah, I like to try to do one at least. They're, they're so fun, and I love to ride fat bikes. So if I don't race, I'm always out there. Yeah. On the trails. That, that bikes took over for I did a few cross races. I've never owned a cross bike, so I would just take my bar ends off back in the day and do uh my mountain bike. But that for me, you know, all the huge S races are Madison and below. So for me, there's a couple up by you. I think there's one up near uh Oshkosh or somewhere. That's not probably that bad for you, but uh they're a they're a blast. You'd probably you'd probably go in there and win. Yeah. <laughs> there's 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 good racers there, but um, I bet you could you could toast a few of those pretty easily. Yeah, maybe one of these. If there's one up north and you're bored, uh, maybe you you can go do one of those. Um, it says I have five minutes left, so I won't keep you because I I got the cheapy. I'm cheap. I got the free Zoom plan. I want to talk about your bike, your mountain bike. There's yeah. a couple things now. I don't know. I I'm way into the equipment. You know, I love upgrading my bike and stuff, but the pros bikes are pretty boring nowadays. And to my opinion, they all have the exact same group of, if you're a SRAM guy, you've got a Rockstar. If you're a Shimano guy, you've got a Fox. Da, 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 right? I look at your bike, I go, ooh, there's some cool stuff on this dude's bike. Uh, I just had some fat bike wheels built and I had the bird spokes put on them because I was really looking. I did it purely for weight. I can't tell any physical yeah, difference yeah. other than they're really light. So I see you got the whole, which set of bird wheels, is that the 22, the, the really light ones or the bigger ones? I'm on the, on my full suspension, I'm on the Hawk 30s, which is a pretty wide and more of a trail. Yeah. Trail room. They're still ridiculously yep. light though. Yeah. Very light. Um, yeah. They're, they're super nice wheels. So riding for, I ride for mountain bikes for Broken Spoke out of Green Bay and George, the owner, and then Josh, the, the tech lead the mechanic they're super into that stuff um all these interesting companies light companies um you know lightweight stuff uh innovative products and so yeah i have it's nice because i have all these different products and they're always trying different stuff and uh yeah super cool so that build i have on there that full suspension is just uh 100 mil front and back i have uh ren bars which is like a minneapolis company super lightweight I have whiskey parts uh, for the seat post and stem. I have bird wheels. Yeah, I have inserts on those on that bike. So tire inserts, the Tannis yeah, armor inserts. You notice? Yeah, the they're. I put them in for nationals in Pennsylvania with all the rocks, and uh, I just left them in. You don't need them for the Midwest, but they help so much with traction. Um, hmm. If you go follow, check out their like Instagram or social media pages, they do some crazy stuff with like they'll take like a staple like a commercial stapler for like housing and stuff and they'll like staple through the insert and doesn't even flat you know anything wow. um that would yeah, make pretty feel interesting. a little better because you don't carry tools with you i'm assuming when you're racing right at all um on the 
on these point to points like ice man schwamming and yeah, sure I, I do. do i'll carry a multi-tool a tire plug and co2 yeah yeah i mean every back when i started everybody you know, yeah i have a giant seat pack full of crap inner tubes because there was no they most of them were point to point there was no way back if you had a problem so uh, I was curious, you know, you mentioned Minnesota. That's why I like the bird stuff, you know, because being in Minnesota, I have an Atso uh, fat bike because they were from, yeah. I just like the mid, I like companies that are kind of around, around me. I don't know why, but uh, yep. I, I'm very close to buying a set of those wheels. I'll probably get the lighter. I'm kind of a wimp, you know, get the 27 mil wide ones, but um, interesting. You got the white spokes too. That's what caught my eye. I go, oh yeah, those got to be birds. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got the axis shifting on there. I just actually put that on my bike after how many years has that been out now? Like five. I just added a couple, probably a month ago. I I don't know if I could go without it anymore once I got it dialed in. Yeah, it's pretty slick. I have it on both my cross bikes, but my hardtail, I just have the mechanical shifting. But yeah, on this whole suspension, I have the axis. And then uh, if you look closely, you'll see the ceramic speed oversized yep. pulley wheel. So yeah, Josh and George put that on for me too. They're... Uh, super into that stuff. So they swapped out the cage and put that on for a little extra speed and lightweight stuff. Do you have, did you pick the, the E13 cassette? You don't see those nope. very often. No, they put that on for me, something different too. So yeah, that bike's a, a, a really cool build of different, different companies, components, parts. It's uh it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's why I saw it. I go, oh, this dude, he's got all the cool stuff on there. You just don't see that. When I go to races, I always look around at people's bikes and, it's they're so they're so predictable anymore. They just most of them just keep whatever comes on the thing, you know, and ride it, which is nothing wrong with that. But I come from the old school where you used to, have to go part at a time. You have to build the thing up. You can do whatever you yeah. want, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's excellent. Well, we got a minute left. I won't keep you any longer. Um, I thank you very much. I, I'm going to. I cannot wait for you to get back to Europe. I, and uh, I don't know. Let's just go. What do you, what jersey are you racing when you're in Europe? Do you just run the U.S. jersey? Uh, no, for elites, you don't have to wear the national team. So that's uh, to be determined. I got a couple calls this week with some companies. We'll see if we can finalize anything. But it's uh, Frost is a is a tough sponsorship bid right now. With yeah, yeah, so much attention on gravel and stuff. So yeah, that's we'll see. True. To be to be determined. Yeah. Well, I would love to talk to you again uh, a little later in the year if you wouldn't mind. So. Thanks yeah, that'd be awesome. uh, so much for joining me and you have a heck of a good race this week. And I'll, I'm going to go check the, uh, check the stats uh, when the race is over. I'm sure you'll feel it. it. You'll be, you'll be up at the top. That's the plan. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks Casey. Appreciate it. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye. All right. That concludes the uh, talk I had with Casey and two days ago, Saturday, the or to shore, 48 miles, I believe. He ended up in sixth place. Uh, again, I think there was 3,000-something racers, um, and he's at the top once again. So congrats to him. Now, whenever you uh, when you check out some of the cross races this fall and winter, the ones in Europe, and he's gunning for the uh, national races too in Virginia and a few, uh, you know, all the other, the Trek Cup, all that stuff. Now you got somebody new to root for, you know, shout out to Casey. Anytime he's at a race, I'll be be rooting for him. And I actually might go up to the Trek Cup and just kind of watch. And always wanted to go up there. It looks like a pretty fun time. I don't have a cross bike. 
and probably won't have one by then, but still, it's only a couple hours, and you could see a lot of uh, great racing up there when the mountain bike season's kind of dead and buried for the year. So thanks again, and uh, I got to race myself this weekend, local one, which is the first time they've ever had this particular race, about 45 minutes away. Um, then I got another one, the last of the wars race uh, next weekend after that. And then that's about it for quite a while for me. So I'm going to try and enjoy the next couple weekends because uh, it's going to be a long drought until uh, we can go again here in the upper Midwest. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.